Welcome back to the third episode of the Stilly String Podcast. I'm Lindsay Spore, your host and the owner of Stilly River Yarns in Stanwood, Washington in the United States. We're coming in a little late on releasing this episode as the original audio wasn't great and I had to go in and edit a few things in the script between my original recording date last week and today. Sometimes it's easier to just trash the entire audio file and re-record the episode than it is to go in and painstakingly edit the original. Thankfully, I'm physically feeling much better and hopefully sounding better than I was the last time I recorded an episode, but I do have to admit that I'm kind of exhausted too. We plan on closing the shop down for a week of family vacation each August, but that just didn't work with our group schedules this year. And believe me, we will not miss the opportunity to take family vacation in August again. I've spent most of the past couple of weeks laying out the next five or six months of shop events and classes so that the family and I can plan some hikes and camping even during the upcoming very busy season. Thank you to everyone who came out to visit us at Art by the Bay on August 11th. Although it was rainy and cool that weekend, it was a wonderful contrast to last year's heat and ash falling on us from nearby forest fires. Also, a huge thank you to everyone who came out to the Bow Little Market Fiber Day on Thursday, August 22nd. The brick and mortar shop was closed for the day so that Meredith Hainsworth of Useless Bay Knits and I could staff a booth for the shop for demonstrations more than for actual sales. I think we saw something in the neighborhood of 30 shop customers up there at various points throughout the day. It was a lot of fun. The weather was gorgeous in contrast to all the rain and chilly weather we had just the day before. We met a ton of new people, and honestly, community outreach events are some of my favorite things to do for the shop. It's a really good opportunity to help introduce the general public to textile creation, and I really enjoy watching people's minds kind of explode when they understand just how much work used to be invested in making clothing, and then when they realize that the processes are still there today, just on an industrial scale. In the past, we've even had people stop by the shop after meeting us during demos, and they've let us know that they look at their closets and drawers in a whole new way. So we consider our mission to be accomplished. And we want to make sure to thank all of the people who made us a part of their plans for the Pacific Northwest Slow Crawl this summer. We had over 150 slow crawlers come to the shop between May 24th and August 31st, which was our last day open before the end of the crawl today on September 2nd. And it has been an absolutely delightful experience to meet everyone and introduce newcomers to the shop. If you visited us this summer and are wondering about the status of our crochet pattern, the Kama Beach Scarf, I am currently finishing the reverse engineering on the pattern this week and am planning to send that out to all of our slow crawl customers on Thursday, September 12th. 
If you did not participate in the slow crawl and are interested in getting a copy of the pattern, I will be making that available for sale both through the shop and on Ravelry. So let's get to our first regular segment, Works in Progress. Most of my works in progress from the last episode are still in progress. I did complete the back panel of the Venora tea, and I'm well into the front panel now. However, the relatively fine gauge work I'm doing along with the amount of crochet that I'm doing to reverse engineer the Cama Beach scarf is messing with my wrists. So I've slowed way down and cut back on how much I've been doing each day. I don't think I've actually touched the Venora tea for about a week and a half. But again, the kids go back to school this week and I'm hopeful that that will allow me to get a little bit more crafting time in each day as both kids will finally be going to school in our local school system instead of having to make a run for daycare that requires an extra hour of commute each way. Anyway, the Wakairo cowl is also making slow progress I realized several rows ago that I had switched out the interchangeable needle tips I was using for the cowl with much smaller tips while I moved those tips to finish another project and then forgot to switch the tips back when I was ready to continue working on the Wakairo cowl. So there are about 10 rows where the gauge is really odd but I'm not bothered enough to rip back through all the twisted stitches and one-by-one cables. So they will just stay there. The spinning project I have been working on, Blue-Faced Lester from Elemental Fiberworks, Lab, I think July 2018 edition, is nearly done with plying. I ended up with 220 yards or just over 200 meters of a two-ply sport weight-ish yarn and 56 yards or 51 meters of a chain-plied sport weight yarn. I have another bobbin with some singles on it and I estimate that there are about 60 yards or 55 meters of another chain-plied sport yarn that will come of all that. If you are new to spinning or aren't sure what I'm talking about as a knitter, you might be wondering why I had three different mini hanks of yarn from one four ounce braid of fiber. And the answer to that is that I had really poor project planning going on. I split the braid in half horizontally, which meant that I got some serious barber pole yarn going on. Had I been a little bit more on the ball, I would have split the braid lengthwise, which would have given me two sets of more or less identical singles that would have lined up. I do love barber pole yarns sometimes, but this one put a light salmon pink next to a dusky forest green and it just was not working. So so I separated the two sets of singles once I realized what was happening 
and now those sets of singles are getting chain plied to keep the colors more or less together to make a monochromatic yarn and those will be more usable on their own rather than making a marled yarn that I would have a hard time finding a place for in a project. In the last episode, I apparently neglected to mention that I am also working on a shop sample of Martina Bem's Hitchhiker Scarf in Shoppelvol's Zauberball Cotton. This is a fingering weight yarn that is 100% organic cotton, and it's dyed in incredibly long-run gradient colorways, and our customers have fallen head over heels in love with it this summer. My scarf is currently at 27 teeth, and I anticipate that I will get another dozen or so in before I need to bind off. I'd like to welcome an unexpected special guest to the podcast. You might hear Zoe, one of the shop cats who has decided to bust into my impromptu recording studio because the door doesn't latch. So if you hear a cat in the background, that's what's going on. Yes. Yes, Zoe. (sighs) Never a dull moment. In the past month or so, I have also picked up some long pending projects like some plain old self-striping socks for the shop kids. They want stripy rainbow socks for back to school. So I'm knitting those socks in the hard wearing West Yorkshire Spinners signature four ply. Shop kid number one wants pastel rainbow socks. So I'm knitting those for her in Sherbet Fizz. And the other shop kid wants bright rainbow socks. So I'm knitting those in the Rum Paradise colorway. You have probably seen the Rum Paradise colorway socks on the shop Instagram feed. And they really do go extraordinarily quickly because I'm a sucker for self-striping yarns and I'm always delighted to see what's coming up next. In terms of spinning, I have also picked back up on spinning a braid of a Targi Bamboo Silk Blend from Elemental Fiberworks in the Ring Nebula colorway, which is dark gray with splotches of rainbow colors every so often. And it is apparent that I need a lot of bright color in my crafting life right now. Customers have been working on all kinds of projects this month. We've seen Grain, a simple shawl by Tin Can Knits, the Tough Hat by Wooly Warmhead, and I have to say, if you love unique constructions in your projects, you really need to check out her patterns. Depth Cowls by Talitha Kuomi, Imagine When and the Storm Shawl, both by Hohi Locatelli, Alexandra's Airplane Scarf by Church Mouse Yarns and Tees, Sewanee by Beth Bradford, Newborn Vertebrae by Kelly Van Niekirk, and the Giovannina Stole by Franklin Habit. One of the things I love about watching the projects come through the shop is how customers choose such different yarns for the same patterns. For example, one of the customers working on grain is using this fantastic mustardy color of Barocco Vintage so that she has a nice accessory for 
their family photo this fall. And one of the other customers working on grain decided to use Malabrigo Rios in the Aniversario colorway because she's making it for a family member who's trying to bring more color and variety to her wardrobe. They're going to be very, very different projects, but I'm incredibly excited to see how they turn out and compare to each other. Non-knitting works in progress. I am currently troubled up on books. The Shop Book Club is reading Circe by Madeline Miller, so I'm about six chapters into the audiobook and really enjoying it. I am bribing myself to go to the gym more often with the second book in the Chronicles of St. Mary's series by Jody Taylor. The title is A Symphony of Echoes, and it's the perfect blend of drama and humor that I personally need to take my mind off just how much time is left before I am done with the freaking elliptical machine workout. I also just started reading The Trial of Lizzie Borden, A True Story by Kara Robertson, but I might end up actually abandoning that one. The author's dedication reads, quote, for mom and dad, end quote, and that kind of threw me off my game the moment I saw it. I always read the dedications because there's sometimes something really interesting, as in this case. The book so far is pretty dry, and I hope that it will soon get into the larger societal issues of sexism and classism surrounding the trial. But honestly, if I don't feel that it's super engaging in about another chapter, I am taking it back to the library with no regrets. That's pretty much the roll call for works in progress. So let's move on to signed, sealed, delivered, the part of the podcast where I discuss what has gotten finished lately. In terms of my projects, I have gotten a ton of swatches done for some of our newer yarns at the shop, like Malabrigo Susuro and Kelborn Wollens Perennial. I haven't finished a big sample for a while, but I'm really hoping to be done with either Hitchhiker or Venora by the time I join you back here for the September episode. Fingers crossed. Customers have been busting out the projects this summer, though. Since I last recorded an episode, we have seen, among other things, a finished harvest in Gadifra Metal Tweed and Holy cow, is it ever gorgeous. There are some pictures on the shop Instagram account if you're interested in seeing what that looked like. A completed hitchhiker in Zauberball Cotton, a Cascadial wrap in Nebula Minis and Oxygen on, I think, Electron Sock from Elemental Fiberworks, a road tripping hat in Woolstock held double with a fuzzy mohair from the customer's stash, a fingering weight version of the Elliott Point socks that we featured during this year's Puget Sound LYS tour, and a Bonnie shell from Tin Can Knits. Non-knitting things that I've completed recently, I think just one book since I last recorded an episode. It was the first book in the Chronicles of St. Mary's series by Jody Taylor that I mentioned earlier, and it is called Just One Damned Thing After Another. If you enjoy historical fiction, drama, British humor, and all that with a side of detective story, then I can't recommend this series highly enough to you. I do tend to go for audiobooks so I can read and craft at the same time, and Zara Ram is a phenomenal narrator for this series. I have to admit, I'm 
going to be somewhat upset if she doesn't end up narrating them all. Speaking of digital audiobooks, let's digress briefly to Technologic, our section on all things technology-based. I've just finished populating the Google Calendar for the shop with classes and events for the next few months. One of this week's tasks is to get class registration up and running, so hopefully by the time you listen to this, you will be able to immediately go over to the website and get signed up for all kinds of fun things. While I was doing that work, I discovered Google Tasks, thanks to Nancy of Schmutzarella Yarns. Google Tasks is a to-do list that lets you set alerts and import reminders from your Google Calendar and then check them off. It has been highly motivating in getting me to rework my organizational system. As busy as we have been this summer, I realized that I need to seriously upgrade my systems and practices for all aspects of the shop's existence so that we don't miss or forget things in the hustle and bustle. Pen and paper and highlighters are great, but sometimes you just need a little bit of help from technology yelling at you. Google Tasks is a free app and I'm still getting used to navigating it, but from what I have set up so far, I think this will be a keeper for me. Also, I wanted to pass along a wonderful tip from Amy of Word Picture Ink Design in Seattle. We've been referring many customers to yarn company websites to look at yarn colors for special orders. Amy reminded me that the best way to get a true sense of color, in spite of monitor variations and so on, is to make sure that you are looking at those pages on a laptop screen or desktop monitor. You're not going to get funky sun glare off your mobile device, and it won't matter whether your phone or tablet is in blue light mode or night mode. Thank you so much, Amy, for that tip as we go into our big special order season. Our next segment, then, is Start of Something Good, where we highlight what's new and restocked in the shop. All of those great arrivals from the last episode are now cataloged and on the shop shelves, and we are working hard to get things reworked for the online shop. There haven't been too many new arrivals since then, though we did bring in four new colors of Malabrigo Rios and just got a huge restock of our self-striping sock yarns from West Yorkshire Spinners. More Malabrigo is set to arrive this week, which is the first full week of September. We will also be getting a couple more colors of Sofio, the lovely brushed alpaca silk wool blend from Gadifra. In just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you some more about our fall knit-along, Night Shift by Andrea Mowry, and we will have some long color run yarn arriving this week that will be great for the project and also super budget friendly. I'm working on a reorder of laser etched bamboo stitch markers from Maria at A Needle Runs Through It because we are currently out of everything except the helpful sets of stitch markers and the holiday season is fast approaching. They were very, very popular last year and so if you have been looking for really fun pop culture niche interest stitch markers to round out swap packages or drop in someone's stocking, we will be letting you know when those arrive. Maria's are some of our favorites on the market. We also got to meet with one of our yarn reps, Cherry, 
and she showed us a couple of fun items that we're hoping to have in the shop by the end of September or in early October. One of them will be teeny tiny 10 gram hanks of sock yarn that you can use for contrast heels and toes on socks or for stripes in hats and fingerless mitts or even sweaters or tiny bits of color for color work projects or mending or any one of a number of other possibilities. We're also going to get some floofy vegan pom-poms that will snap on and off your hats for the winter. I personally am not a huge pom-pom fan, so I've never really focused on making shop samples with them. But I did take Cherry's sample and hold it up to the Fidra hat by Gudrun Johnston that is currently serving as a shop sample. And I do have to say, I was pretty amazed at how much more I liked it with the pom-pom. So if you are like me and don't love making yarn pom-poms, this could be the thing that changes your mind. I make no promises, but it's worth looking at. Keep your eyes peeled for news of all these arrivals. We also have the new issue of Pom Pom Quarterly available in the shop right now, and it's got some dynamite patterns and articles that you will not want to miss. The next issue of Len Magazine will be arriving in September, and unfortunately from what we understand as of this past week, it will be the last issue published. We still have several back issues available for purchase at the shop, but once they are gone, they are gone for good. So if you've been looking to complete your collection of Len Magazine, stop by and see us sooner rather than later. Both Making and Making Stories will also be headed our way soon for October releases, and we will be sure to post previews and let you know when those titles will be available for purchase. Let's wrap up this episode of the podcast with our last regular section, Every Day is a Yarn Winding Road. This is the part of the podcast where we let you know about upcoming events, both in the greater Puget Sound area and at the shop. A quick note, I have had a few questions about why certain events may or may not appear on our calendars or get highlighted on the podcast. The short answer is that I bias my recommendations towards events that are well-organized and communicate clearly with potential attendees and the fiber arts community events that work with instructors and vendors who advocate for and uphold best professional practice in our industry, and events that are working to make their spaces and events safe for all attendees. Associating our shop name with an event, even just listing it on the podcast or Google Calendar is a tacit endorsement to our audience, so I'm very careful about what gets our time and shoutouts. If you ever have any specific questions about this policy or an event, please reach out and ask us. So I totally forgot about Knit City Vancouver on the last podcast, and that will be held from Friday, October 4th through Monday, October 7th at the PNE Forum in Vancouver, British Columbia. There are various workshops and classes being held during those dates, and the marketplace will be open on Saturday, October 5th, and Sunday, October 6th. I will be going up just for the marketplace on Sunday because last year it was that interesting and that good. 
Marketplace tickets cost $12 Canadian per day, and kids 12 and under are free. The next few items were mentioned in the last episode, but I'm going to go over them briefly again. We are gaining new listeners with every episode, and I want to make sure that I highlight some of our big upcoming events. On Saturday, September 28th and Sunday, September 29th, the 22nd Annual Oregon Flock and Fiber Festival will take place at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds in Canby, Oregon. That was a lot of alliteration. Wow. Demos, indie dyers, fiber-adjacent crafts, livestock show, and fleece sale, all of that will be happening all weekend long. I'll be there this year again, helping at the Elemental Fiberworks booth, so swing by and say hi. I will have some shop swag to give out if you track me down. Since we have to be down in Canby to set up by the end of the day on Friday, the shop will be closed on Friday, September 27th, as well as Saturday, September 28th. Fiber Fusion Northwest will be happening at the Evergreen State Fairgrounds in Monroe, Washington on Saturday, October 19th and Sunday, October 20th. We're helping sponsor this event for the first time this year, and we hope that you'll be able to come. A Stilly River Yarns meetup at Fiber Fusion has become a shop tradition, and whether you carpool with us or meet us down at the fairgrounds, we're looking forward to seeing you there. This year's meetup will include an early morning breakfast option at the Maltby Cafe before we head over to the fairgrounds. And last in our local event series, Yarn Revolution is happening again in November on Sunday, November 10th, 2019. It will be at the Nile Shrine Golf Center in Mount Lake Terrace and will feature 30 vendors from the greater Pacific Northwest region plus socialization space. We're proud to be sponsoring it again and we will be able to go and check things out since it's happening on a day that we would normally be closed. Admission to the marketplace is free, and so we hope that we will see you there too. In terms of what's going on at the shop, we've been busy plotting and planning to bring you some serious fun learning and excitement over the next few months. First, our sweater workshop is officially planned and on the website ready for registration. It is called a flock of flaxes, and we're excited to have you join us if you've ever wanted to knit a sweater, but have been terrified to do so without someone holding your hand every single step of the way. The class will meet from 10 a.m. to noon on three Sundays over the course of autumn 2019. Everything from gauge swatching to picking up underarm stitches neatly will be covered, and we hope that we will be able to help some of you who have expressed interest but deep doubts about your ability to knit a sweater. We promise it's doable and this is literally part of my job. The night shift knit along is also on the calendar. We will be casting on on Saturday, September 14th at 11 a.m. So I have just ordered several colorways of long color run yarn in worsted weight from one of our yarn suppliers. It should be arriving at the shop on my calendar tomorrow, Wednesday, September 3rd, 2019, and I'm really glad to tell you that it will be a nice budget-friendly option. It's called Painted Sky by Knitting Fever, and I will put a link to the yarn information and the night shift pattern information over in the show notes on the shop blog. 
I'll also put up some photos on the classes and events listing on the website so that you can see the different color options that we will have, go stash diving, and see if you need to purchase anything to bridge any gaps in what you need for the project. Knit Along and Crochet Along participants are eligible for a 20% discount on whatever yarn we're featuring all the way through the last official day of the Knit Along. Crocheters, don't worry, I have a crochet along scheduled for mindless holiday crafting in December this year, and I will be telling you more about that on the September episode of the podcast. Starting this week, we are changing shop hours. For right now, we are still going to stick to being open on Tuesdays through Saturdays, but on Wednesdays through Saturdays, we will now be open from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., and we hope that this will especially help those of you who live on Kameno and frequently get stuck in traffic that keeps you from making it to the shop before 5 p.m. if you need to grab something. Stilly String Social Night will continue to be on Tuesday evenings when we are open late until 8 p.m. At this time, we are saying farewell to the Heddle Up Weaving Nights that we had been holding on second and fourth Thursday evenings. Because we just did not see attendance for those times. So if we ever reinstate that, we will be sure to let you know. The shop's Google Calendar, as I said earlier, is now updated and available through the classes and events section of our website. I'm working this week to complete the class registration pages so that you can get signed up for classes as soon as possible. If you are going to be in the area, especially around the American Thanksgiving holidays in November and the December holiday season, please check our calendar before you plan a visit. The shop has a somewhat crazy schedule during those times as we have younger kids and take some well-earned time off from all shop duties during the holidays. Speaking of classes, Karen Hooley will be doing an encore presentation of her Basics of Tunisian Crochet class here at the shop on Saturday, November 2nd from 1 to 4 p.m. That class registration page is up and open, and we are already down to our last four spots. So if you've been thinking about it and wondering whether or not you might be interested in signing up, we will be closing registration the week beforehand. I am going to click on my calendar real quick. It looks like we will be closing registration on Saturday, October 26th. So if you are interested in getting in on the basics of Tunisian crochet, get signed up as soon as you can so that we can make sure that class is going to be a go. And I'm going to mention briefly that Socktoberfest is going to be happening again this year. And we will be offering some mini classes on different sock techniques. We will be doing a basic cuff down sock and a basic toe up sock as part of our sock focused class repertoire during that time. So more information to come on those as well. And with that, folks, it looks like we have come to the end of the regular what should have been August episode, but due to technical difficulties and crummy calendar mix-ups, is going to be the early September episode of the podcast. Yay! Thank you so much for listening, and please be sure you tell your friends and fellow fiber people about 
us and the podcast. If you love what you're listening to, please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play and be sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast app. Leaving reviews and subscribing are actions that help this podcast get out into the wider world. If you're in the Stanwood, Washington area, please swing by to say hello at our brick and mortar location. We love being able to put faces with online handles and screen names. And as always, if you have any questions or feedback, please reach out. Our contact information is at the bottom of our website, but it will also be in the show notes. So until next time, take care, safe travels to those of you who are on the road, and craft your heart out. Thank you.